0: You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with your dating coach, Trip, from tripadvice.com. Do you struggle with getting girls to like you? Well, you're going to learn step by step how to talk to girls to create deep connections and meet the woman of your dreams. Here's your host, me, Trip. It's Trip from TripAdvice.com and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. Today we have an interview with Jeannette Pelet, And Jeanne is a sex coach from the website PowerOfPleasure.com. And we had an episode just recently where we talk about how, or I should say, why a woman says no to sex. And today we'll be talking more about what makes a woman say yes to sex and what makes her want to have sex with you. And What's really cool is Janae gives us some of those really good practical tips, some step-by-step instructions on how to do that and really just understanding more about women and why they have sex and what sex means to them and what makes them want to do it. So This is really something that you got to be learning in your everyday journey in terms of meeting and attracting women. You gotta know what turns them on and what gets them sexual because when you do, you'll be so far ahead of the game and you'll have more and more girls coming after you and you'll be pleasing them, they'll be pleasing you and the world will go round and round. So Check out powerofpleasure.com from Janae after you listen to this podcast episode. But Here is the full interview with Janae and I talking about how to get a woman to say yes. Hello Janae, how you doing today?
1: Hi, Trip, I'm doing really well. Thanks. How about you?
0: I'm fantastic and I'm excited to have you on the podcast and we're talking about some really cool things today regarding sex and uh, I think before we get into it, the guys want to know a little bit more about you and your background and how you got into this and what makes you the expert. So Why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Sure. Um so I'm an expert in this because I used to be a lawyer, right? That's the way everybody becomes a sex and intimacy <laughs> coach. <laughs> Naturally. But I was I was a healthcare lawyer. So it counts, right? Um so I really was a lawyer. Um but the reason that I'm actually doing this work now, I transitioned about 6 years ago when I left a marriage that was 26 a 26-year-old marriage um where we really weren't having sex i was totally sexually shut down i mean we had some sex because we have two children but there wasn't a whole lot and there was a lot of disconnection and a lack of intimacy and um i never wanted to have sex because for me it was actually very painful and it had pretty much been painful from the very first time i lost my virginity when i was 16 it never really got any better and i blamed All of our problems on my ex-husband and I've apologized to him so many times for this because it really I realized not only within the last you know six or seven years that all of it was my stuff it was my shit it was my own wounding and my own shame that was really um, messing up our sex life and really making me be disconnected from my own sexuality and um, when I left my husband, I was introduced. I was living in New York City. That's where we lived with our two boys. And um, when I left him, I was introduced to Tantra and sacred sexuality. You know what that is? Tantra, sacred sexuality? It's a
0: hot thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I have an idea of what it is. Well, you'd probably explain it better, maybe give us an idea.
1: Uh, Well, Tantra is, it's really a spiritual practice in in one way, but it's also, we we think about Tantra as weaving. So you're weaving together your physical body, your energetic body, and then the spiritual connection that you have with your partner. So it's a very powerful way to get into sexuality from a place of going really slow and being kind of quiet but feeling a lot of intensity because there's a lot of energy that emanates from our body and when we can bring that into a sexual encounter it's incredibly powerful. Um so that was how I got introduced to my own sexual awakening and healing. I met this man and he introduced me to tantra and it was amazing. It transformed me. It's like I me, who could never have an orgasm, that was one of my problems, was able to actually just really surrender and enjoy and have incredible amount of pleasure and not have pain. And I realized that I was done with being a lawyer and doing health care and that this was really important to me because there was nobody like me when I was in my twenties and my thirties that I knew of who could have helped me and had there been, you know, maybe my life would have taken a different turn. Who knows? So I became really passionate about working with individuals, women and men who are sexually shut down and disconnected and are not able to experience pleasure, who want to feel more pleasure. Um, and to really help them get empowered around their sexuality to have much deeper Intimacy with each other and to learn how to like enjoy (laughs) and feel pleasure from sex. So my company is called The Power of Pleasure because pleasure is incredibly powerful. It's transformative for us. That's how I got into it. And I'm I'm on the West Coast um, in the Bay Area. And um I that's what I do. I do this full-time. I'm just I'm blessed to be able to do this and to be able to help a lot, a lot of people.
0: That's fantastic. I have a question. You said earlier that you were, it was painful to have sex. Did you mean physically, emotionally, or both?
1: Um, Well, it was physically painful. So you know, a lot of women have, um, it's called vaginismus. It's an actual way in which the vagina, the vaginal muscles start contracting. And that makes penetration excruciatingly painful. Women will describe it as like, you feel like your tissue is tearing. It's like knives sticking into you. Wow. Very, very, very painful. It yeah, uh, actually awesome. happens to a lot of women. Like it's way more common than mm. um, people know. And for me, it had it had nothing. It really wasn't physical. It usually isn't physical. It's psychological. It's emotional. It's fear. It's anxiety. It's ways in which the body which has this memory, doesn't know how to release it. And so it only knows to be in one way, right? So for me, it was in a contracted way, in a painful way. So there was no pleasure with sex, it was all pain. And that's what happens, our bodies get wired, they can get wired to um, have certain associations with sex, both good and bad.
0: Okay, got it, yeah, that makes sense, that makes sense. So what can a guy do in this sense, you know, What can a guy do to help facilitate this process, where a woman feels comfortable with sex and is more in touch with her body, and uh, it's not such an uncomfortable experience for her?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I think um, I know you. You just did a podcast on like why women say no to sex, right? And women are pre to say no to sex from all of the social messages that we get from slut shaming to you're going to get an STI to you're going to get pregnant. But I think also one of the huge issues for women is that women have very negative body images and that brings up a lot of shame. And shame is like the number one reason that holds us all back from being really sexually open and sexually expressed. So I would say that the number one thing that a man can do is to really make his partner or date feel sexy. Because what happens is that women spectate during sex, which means that we literally or figuratively are looking outside of ourselves. And like we're noticing, like, oh God, like, where did that role come from? Or I just can't stand the way my ass is looking today while we're having sex, right? Women are doing this all the time. And when women are feeling this, there's something wrong with my body. I'm not feeling attractive, you know, whatever it is. Maybe I'm on my moon, whoever, whatever's happening, I'm feeling bloated. It's impossible to really let go. And, you know, the best sex is when both partners can let go, but especially that a woman can let go because that's one of the problems for women. So many of us are constantly trying to control everything and be in our head. So the more that a man can do to make his partner feel attractive and sexy the more that she will be able to actually um, surrender. The way to do this is to be really specific and tell her what you love about her body. And it's funny, I was just teaching a workshop this weekend and I had a couple of women in it. I was teaching this workshop about, you know, how to help a woman get to her, yes. And, you know, men often will say, Oh, you're beautiful or you're gorgeous. That doesn't actually really ring very well for women. It's, it's not that we don't believe it, but in some ways we don't believe it. And it's actually not specific enough. And when body image and shame is an issue, like we really need to hear more specifics. So I would say, have somebody say, you know, um, wow, like your breasts are so beautiful. I just love to be able to hold them in my hands. I love the sensation, right? Like really specific or, you know, I love the color of your lips. I love when I, you know, how, when I kiss them, they're moist and juicy. These are things that we can actually believe. You understand? Because we don't really believe we're beautiful and sexy. Most women. Why is that? Well, it's because, We're bombarded with images from the time we were, what, you know, four or five years old about what the perfect woman's body is supposed to look like. And we know, but no woman can feel like we can actually meet that standard. Yeah. And, you know, and I've worked with a lot of women who are like mm, classically gorgeous, right? The perfect figure, beautiful breasts, beautiful ass, gorgeous females. And they probably have the biggest body image issues, right? If you look at that. If you look at the celebrities, they have the biggest body images as well. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a part of the way in which we're socialized, in which we're really, um, there's a, this objectification of trying to be the perfect body and the perfect body image. And no woman can ever need that. Um, so another thing that's important around this trip is that you can never lie to her, meaning if she believes that, you know, her butt is big, if you tell her, oh, you know, no, you've got an awesome butt, you know, it's not big, right? She will never believe you because it's very, very hard to change body image and it's very hard for a woman to accept that, you know, what you're telling her is opposite from what she actually believes, right? And then it becomes inauthentic. And if it becomes inauthentic, then she doesn't trust you. And trust is the number one, um, the number one thing that you really want to be to be able to establish right. with a woman in order to be able to have sex. So the way around that is to take what she considers to be her negative asset and make it into a positive. So for an for example, like I. Have always had an issue with the little rolls that I have around my belly, right? Having had two two babies, and um, and I always I spectate on it. I thought I think about it during sex. And so what my partner had said to me was like, "Well, you know, the reason I really love your rolls, Janae, is because I have something to hold onto <laughs> when we're having sex." And that actually started shifting things. For what me. a
0: line! Like, right? <laughs> I love it.
1: It's great, right? So, so take a negative and make it into um, a positive. So that's um, a very simple thing that uh, a man can do, but it's very, very um, powerful. Another way to help her get to her yes. This is probably the the most significant thing. And it's actually really hard for most men, because I don't actually know what, what I'm talking about when I say this, but I'm sure you do, is to be really present and be really grounded with yourself. So being present means that you're actually just like showing up, you're being in the moment, right? You're not like in your head thinking about other things and you're really feeling connected to your own cock energy. And I spend a lot of time in my coaching practice teaching men what it means to be connected to their cock energy, which doesn't mean that, you know, they've got a heart on all the time and they're flying around with that energy, but it does mean that they have a sense of being really grounded and present. Because if you think about it, Your sexual energy, especially your life force energy, it's the most powerful thing that you have in your body, right? It really can control a lot. And if you're really connected to it and you're really grounded and you're really present with your partner, then she feels safe. Safety is a huge issue for women. I'm sure that was talked about in the podcast. And one of the best ways, right, to make her feel safe is for the man to show up being grounded and being present so that she can relax and really just surrender into where she needs to be.
0: That's great. Uh, Yeah.
1: Um, And um, another thing is, and i feel that this happens a lot. I see this happen a lot. So you guys, like men feel like they need to take care of everything, right? Like you've got to fix it. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> men are very goal oriented and they want to fix everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And sometimes, you know, during sex, like a woman might have an emotional experience or an emotional response. She may cry. Maybe she screams, right? Maybe there's some anger or rage, which makes perfect sense because women hold all of their emotions in their vagina and in their pussy. That's where all of our emotions, it's like I tell women that our vagina is our second brain and our second heart. And it's really true. And so sometimes sex definitely does trigger that. And most of the time, men totally freak out, right? Like they either think it's something that you did wrong, like, oh my God, what did I do wrong? Or, you know, maybe that, you know, I don't know, she's crying because she thinks she wants to marry me when I'm just like, you know, having fun with her, right? (laughs) There's all sorts of ways in which you go into your head and have these experiences. And and that often stops sex from happening or like it creates dissonance and problems when all that you need to do when that happens, whether you're having sex or you're just having a relationship or conversation, right? is just to, like, be with her. Just be with her, be present, stay in your body, you know, not try to fix it. You can fix it just by being there. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, that does make sense. That does make sense. You know, I think it's, it, it takes a lot of experience and practice to probably get to that point and, and experience with a lot of females where you can feel that way. You know, I think one of the biggest problems... When it comes to guys in, in dating is is just being comfortable with themselves and being comfortable around women. That seems to be a really big pain point. you know, because I feel like if guys were a hundred percent comfortable with themselves, they they wouldn't be seeking advice. you know it's like everything else would fall into place. So right. I'm kind of gathering that as well as you're you know talking about this to to be comfortable around this idea. Of, of sex and sex with a woman and, and being able to um, take control in the bedroom. And what I mean by that is being able to you know, go after it and, and, and be decisive and not second guess yourself because if, if you don't trust yourself I don't think your partner is going to trust you. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, that's really important. And that's where the being grounded and being present comes in, right? It's like you trusting your body, you connecting with yourself. When men are in this place of really connecting to the cock energy, they feel powerful. They you know, it it, it shifts. It's amazing, right? When I do these exercises um with my clients or in workshops, like all of a sudden they're like standing straight up and they're feeling powerful and then you know as a guy right you can take a more dominant position you can take control of the sexual situation because that's what every woman really wants all right not every woman but most women if you look at sort of the feminine desire it's really the desire to be to be to be able to surrender and surrender is a little bit of submission right and you can only do that if you feel that the person who you're with is strong and can take care of you, and you feel safe with. But I totally agree with you. It, it, you know, in all of my work, in all of personal development work, right? It starts with self. It starts with you connecting with yourself, you having your own confidence, and then being able to take that out into the world and connect with uh, a. a a woman, if you're dating or if you're in a relationship, you know, connecting with your partner. But it's absolutely true. It definitely starts with you, always. And that's the hardest work to do in some ways, right?
0: Yeah, that is the hardest work. It's uh, it's a journey for sure. Yeah. You know? I mean, listen, as human beings, we're all self-conscious for, for a lot of different reasons. Like you were saying, a woman happens to be very self-conscious of her body and and her beauty and... And that's one thing that, you know, needs to be paid attention to to make her feel comfortable.
1: Oh, well, I'm so glad you said that because I meant to also say that the most the the part of her body that she has the most shame about is her pussy. So when you're giving her compliments and telling her she's sexy, like it really helps if you tell her that her pussy looks beautiful or it tastes good right? Because women have a lot of shame around that and that prevents them from wanting to let a man go down on her, right? Like all of that stuff shows up there. So I'm glad that you said that because that made me think about the pussy shame, huge issue for women. Yeah. Um, Okay. And then another, um, another thing that guys can do, and this is actually really great in the dating world as well um, is to, I like to, to term it keeping her pilot light lit, because women and our arousal is really different from men, right? Like men wear their sexual arousal equipment, your cock on the outside of your body. So for that reason, men are much more connected with their sexuality than women are because our arousal equipment, our clitoris, our G-spot, all of that except for our nipples are inside of our body and even shielded by by a hood. So that's part of the reason why women are so sexually disconnected from our own sexuality and it takes a lot more time for a woman to get aroused a lot more time Like I tell clients 30 minutes before she's ready for penetration. And I know that guys are listening to this and saying like, oh my God, you've got to be kidding me. But it's really true for her to be able to really reach her orgasmic potential. So if you think about a woman's arousal as being like a pot of water, it takes a lot more time to get a pot of cold water to a boil than it does to get a pot that's simmering to a boil.
0: So good analogy there.
1: as a, as a guy, right? What you can do is you can keep that pilot light lit so that she's simmering all the time. And, um, and this can be done really effectively in a lot of ways, right? It can be done by sending sexy texts, right? Just sort of a reminder that like, Oh, you know, when, you know, I can't wait to do this or that or the other when we get together, you know, in a couple of days, Um, if you are, uh, you know, spending more time together, you know, you're spending an afternoon together or a whole weekend or whatever, like, you know, every once in a while, just like squeeze her butt or give her a bite on the neck and don't do anything about it. The key thing here is building up desire, right? Building up desire and building up expectation of something that's going to happen. But the more you can tease her the more that that pilot lit will stay going because women like everyone want to feel like we're desired by men. And when that desire, when we're not feeling that desire is there, they go right into a shutdown. It's really easy for most women to go into a shutdown, right? So keeping her pilot light lit, um, when you're not having sex, is really, um, I think it's a really great thing to do and uh, important to be able to keep that energy going and that desire going. Because that's what, what you're wanting to do is to keep that desire going.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's one thing that I, I tell guys too is, is one way to, to get a girl to like you or get interested in you is by showing your desire. There's just a fine line from doing it coming from a needy place, uh, mm-hmm. versus a place where you know it's just showing her that you want her but you're you're not trying to um you're not trying to get her to fill some void in your life and 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 get her because you're desperate but if you can come from a really grounded place and a really confident place, showing her that you desire her through your body language or through the way you communicate with her is extremely powerful.
1: Right. Very powerful. That's what we're all looking for. And yes, that needy clingy place that's like for a lot of women, that's big red flags. Right. (laughs) It's like, no, that's, you know, that's the, you're looking for a mother, not, not a girlfriend, right. Or not a date. So, um, and I under, I, and I get that that's a challenge for, for men who um, aren't sure of themselves, that don't have that confidence, that aren't feeling powerful, that are not grounded and not present, um, and not in their body. And I would also say that, you know, in, in, in the work that I do with men, I think it's really important that men start to learn skills around dominance, right? Not suggesting that every man has to, um, you know, know how to be a master to a slave, nothing like that, but dominance skills are very powerful and since you know when i talk to rooms of women and i ask them like so how many of you under the right circumstances meaning like you're feeling safe you're connected with this person would really think it's hot if your uh date or partner just like Threw you up against the wall and started devouring you, or threw you down on the bed. Like every hand in the room goes up, and often I do this in workshops when men are like uh, on the outside of the circle listening, and they're you could hear the collective like, "Oh my god," you know, Right. <laughs> like in the in the room, like really, like I can do that because men have been so disempowered. In our society right and there's so much fear especially now my god with um, you know this rape culture and the sexual harassment and all of, all of this but there's so many men are really nice men and they are afraid to be able to step into their masculinity and into their power and to actually dominate a woman and you can't take control in the bedroom unless you have some experience with you
0: know some dominance skills do you have any advice for how to be dominant outside of the bedroom by chance well,
1: yeah, I mean, you know, being dominant outside of the bedroom is no different, right? It's just taking control of a situation. So maybe telling a partner, you know, like, okay, so, um, so right now what I need, what you're going to do, right, what you're going to do is to um, put your coat and hat on and we're going for a walk, right? Taking control. Not like, would you like to go for a walk? <laughs> you know? But actually, playing playing with that. Yeah,
0: decisiveness.
1: Take, decisiveness, right? It's decisiveness, and you know, it could come off, you know, in a in a very like an, in a narcissistic person, it could have a completely different response, right? But we're talking about, um, and I'm sure you're probably coaching the men who were who are, you know shyer right and they're sweet and they're kind and they're gentle and they're awkward and they're maybe just not that comfortable with women right so playing around with you know just dominance and i also teach men to do all of this work in like low risk situations right so you know don't you know try to uh incorporate some of this with somebody who is like your biggest desire, right? Like start with somebody that you're just like happened to meet on Tinder. (laughs) And is, you know, so use it as a playground, right? Just to test some of these skills out and try them in low, low risk situations. Even in terms of like how you talk to, you know, somebody on the street or a clerk or something like that, right, like just try them in low risk situations.
0: I like that. I like that. Just a good way of of kind of practicing and building your way up to it. I think at the end of the day, guys just need to know that these forms of dominance that you're speaking of is okay, you know. I just think that they have a hard I think that's one of the reasons why they don't do it because they have a hard time believing it and I feel like it's our job to convince them that yes, this is what women really want. It seems very counterintuitive because it could seem very strange to tell someone what we're doing like it could come like i could see a guy being like this is feels it feels off and they're not sure why maybe because deep down they think it's like it's rude or it's not it's not very courteous to be doing things like that but Mm. but women really do want that because it's really and and you can speak to this it's really showing your masculinity and that's what women are attracted to
1: Yeah, I mean, it's that polarity space, right? I mean, women really, really, our feminine nature is to surrender. That is the feminine nature for a lot of different reasons, partly because so many women are in control of so many things, especially, you know, professional, powerful women, right? Like they're constantly controlling everything. And our feminine nature is to be able to really to to surrender when it comes to sex. Now when it comes outside of sex like then you know that's a little different scenario right because there maybe there needs to be more of a partnership but still you know there's got to be what happens in the in the bedroom at some level has to translate a little bit as to what happens outside of the bedroom otherwise it's just a really big um disconnect right so it is it is a woman's feminine nature and you know um the book what women want um talks about like women's desire and they looked at all of the research and women's biggest fantasies and I, I know you've heard this before is actually a rape fantasy. Now, it's not a rape fantasy when we look at rape from the perspective of rape being an act of violence, right? So it's not like women are wanting to be raped from a from that definition, but it is that it is our it is women's fantasy from the perspective of being taken right that's that is women's biggest fantasy being taken by a man so they can completely and totally let go because if we can't let go we have a really hard time getting to that place of total pleasure right and total orgasmic bliss So it's important. It's an important skill for men to learn and it's important for them to hear from women that this is what women want. Right. Because they are so afraid of um, hurting feelings or, you know, having their hand slapped or face slapped or some other part right? I mean, there has to be safety before you do that, clearly. But, you know, even when I teach men all the time in my coaching, because I actually like work with them on how do you handle a woman's body and whatever, like I'm always constantly teaching them, how do you take control of the situation? How do you take control of the body? How do you like grab her hair a little bit and just start to establish a little bit of control and a little bit of dominance and notice her body, right? Most women's bodies, she'll take a big breath and her whole body will relax when that happens.
0: I like that. That is very great advice and very easy to to use too, it seems. So yeah. That is that is fantastic. Now, Janae, can you tell us, do you work with guys? Do you coach guys? Do you help them in, in the area around sex?
1: Oh, for sure. Um, I work with I work with guys all the time and I work with them both here in my office in um, San Francisco. Sometimes men will fly in and do like weekend intensives with me, but I also do um, Skype coaching as well. And um, I teach men, how to connect with their own sexual energy so they can be in that grounded and present place. And then how to start to bring that, their sexual energy into a situation with a woman, an intimate situation with a woman and, um, how, you know, understanding like different—I like to call it—different movies that women have, like different ways in which some women like to be um, come into come into dating, come into relationships, from romance to submission to fantasy, and just really understanding like the whole spectrum of ways in which you can connect with a woman and how you can really bring up the erotic charge. So I love working with men. I love men. I really do. I have two boys. And, um, and I see all of their struggles that they've had in their lifetime. And so I really love working with men and, um, yeah. And I get emails all the time. You know, I just worked with this awesome guy who's, who's divorced. He's, um, just getting out of a marriage, and we've been working together for about six months, and he went on his first date, or second date, and he sent me this email. He was like, oh, my God, everything you did, like, works so well. <laughs> she actually, we actually had sex on the first date, which he was surprised about, and she said, yeah, this is usually my third date, you know, situations." <laughs> wow. So- Thought it was really funny. I was like, yes, women have those rules. They do, guys. They have those third date rules, right?
0: <laughs> super, super powerful. Where can guys find you if they wanna they wanna get coaching with you?
1: Uh they can find me on uh, at my website, which is www.powerofpleasure, P-O-W-E-R-O-F. P-L-E-A-S-U-R-E, Power of Pleasure. And if they go under the Men's Coaching tab, um, they'll be able to download my Three Master Lover Secrets to get her to Yes. It's a little uh, PDF that I've put together.
0: Awesome, perfect. Thank you so much for being here and and sharing some of this information. So guys, if you're still listening, I highly suggest you check her out. She has a lot of awesome, awesome coaching and uh, and as you can see she knows her stuff so go to that website if you're interested in working with her and Janae thank you so much again
1: thanks Trip.